Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back into another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm joined once again by the always lovely Pops and LJ. What is going on, guys? Thank you. I like this shirt, but you know, now I feel really good. (laughs) Kevin, are you still the official ombudsman? Do you know? Or I would like. I believe so. Okay. Next election. Is that a a voted position or is that like an appointed position? Well, you know the 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 state of Arkansas's primaries come up March third. I don't know if we have anything on the ballot for ombudsman of JPP <laughs> we, on there. Should we have a vote for ombudsman on our website? Well, early voting begins on Tuesday of this week. So <laughs> it, it was originally a self-appointed position. Apparently, <laughs> we might have to put a poll up on like Twitter start, or something, right? and uh, and have like uh, the three of us and then a write-in candidate and see who ends up being the ombudsman <laughs> of the, the official. It'll be the write-in candidate. Someone else will get it. <laughs> Speaking of things being like, you know, in elections and all that, uh, today's, well, we're recording this as of Monday on President's Day. Okay. And I have some fun facts about President's Day. We used to start with fun facts every now and then. And do you guys know how President's Day actually started? How it originated? Um, I mean, I would guess that it's been around for as long as, I mean, I would guess like it probably within the first 40 years of presidency. So like that'd be like 1800 or so. Okay. Um, and my, then, you're, my recollection as a young man was that it had something to do with George Washington's birthday, but then, but then that also kinda, like maybe it's also Abe Lincoln's birthday or something like that. And Thomas, like, yeah. so you guys, you guys are dancing all around it. You're, you know, just enough to be dangerous. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> that is the story of our lives. Yeah, right Autobiography of this podcast. <laughs> President's Day is a federal holiday celebrated on the third Monday in February. Okay. Originally, it was established in 1885, so you were in the 1800s. You were kind of pretty far around off, but, LJ, but close-ish. In recognition of President George Washington, okay, it was on. Was it was actually was celebrated. Dancing, right, that was yeah. my dancing yep. part. Okay. It was originally <laughs> celebrated on his birthday on February 22nd. Which also, interestingly, did you know that George Washington has had two? He has two separate birthdays recognized by historians. Well, that's interesting because he was, Andrew has two birthdays recognized by historians. Andrew Snyder, friend of the podcast. <laughs> really? I did not think that he would have anything in common with George well, Washington. This is the one thing I think uh, in middle school, we decided he could get more presents if we decided his birthday was also April 15th. 
So we threw a birthday party. Nobody noticed. They brought him presents. And uh, then he celebrated his next birthday on his real birthday. So uh, is that what George Washington did? Well, no. So originally uh, he was born February 11th, 1731. Originally he was born then. Originally. (laughs) Well, he was born then. But then Britain started to to recognize the Gregorian calendar. Okay. And made that known throughout. So then his birthday then switched because January 1st was the year starts on January 1st. So then his birthday was then moved to February 22nd, 1732. Huh. So it's it's different people recognize these different things. Uh, interestingly, Greece did not adopt the Gregorian calendar until 1923. Saudi Arabia didn't adopt the Gregorian calendar until 2016. So some people are still new to this Gregorian stuff. But Interesting. Backtracking now. So it was originally... On George Washington's birthday, February 22nd, every day, it was that every year that was going to be President's Day and it was to celebrate the first president. Okay. And then in, let's see, 1971, have you guys heard about the Uniform Monday Holiday Act? No, have not. This was interesting. So it was, it was introduced in 68 and then put into law in 71. And it was an attempt to create more three day weekends for the nation's workers. I like these holidays, (laughs) all these holidays that were on a specific date. Not they on a Wednesday anymore. Federal holidays, they would move them to just be a Monday. So, like the third Monday is now President's Day instead of February twenty second, because they said, "quote This would be better for the spiritual and economic growth of the nation." That's, I mean, I, I'm down with that. That's great. I, I mean, if there's I, anybody been, who signed that bill that's still running, you've got my vote. Like, you should run on that. that, that the, the more people that I've, I've talked to this with throughout the day today. Everyone, like, there's things that the government does and not everyone can get behind. Everyone can get behind more three-day weekends. Yes, sir. Oh, Everybody yeah. can get yes, behind sir. that. Yes. Uh, to lament on some of your talk about, some people say that President's Day is where it is because it's supposed to be a mix between Abe Lincoln and George Washington because both of them were born in February. It just so happens that when they moved it to the third Monday, it often lands right in the middle of Abe Lincoln and Washington's birthday. I don't think that was originally planned, but different people have different varying opinions on that Hmm. and then the last little the last little nugget is that different states and uh actually call president's day different like there's different states have the official holiday and it's known as some people know at know it as presidents with an apostrophe after the s because it's Uh, celebrating all presidents. presidents some people put it president apostrophe s because it's celebrating george washington some people actually call it Washington's birthday. Some people call it Lincoln and Washington's birthday, which is Arizona calls it Lincoln and Washington's President's Day. So it's just different. Different states Arizona's actually have always like, doing something different. They're the they're the no daylight saving state. I mean, they're just they're always trying to mess around. So it's different in every state. Speaking of no daylight savings, didn't something happen where you live, LJ? Well, yeah, I don't, that was. We're a, gonna get into some sports <laughs> and stuff, but we got all kinds of fun stuff. We're well, doing and I don't even know when this happened, uh, but apparently Chicago or Illinois, I should say, uh, voted recently to end daylight savings in in Illinois. And what's gonna happen is we'll spring forward in the spring and then just stop. And so I, I think that's gonna make our recording times go haywire. Like I don't know how that's gonna affect us next next fall. So you'll be uh, hmm. an hour ahead of us? I guess so, yeah. I'll be a Well, little... my brain always makes me think for some reason Chicago time is different than well, it's, ours. So it's about to be, so that ahead. works. So finally, hmm. I'll be dumb enough that I'm right, so it'll work out <laughs> Broken for me. clocks and everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, 
I'm just glad they chose the right time, though. They're going to at least spring forward and stay there. I like that. <laughs> I know that is that is what you've said before. That's if you, if you were going to end daylight savings, that's how you would do it in Chicago. Listen, that's how I would so. do it. Exactly, yeah. no doubt. So. Uh, it's been it's just been a hell of a a weekend then for Chicago. Well, I guess we don't know when this happened, but Chicago was popping this weekend with All Star Weekend. Did, yeah, I'm sure you were happening. weren't weren't you courtside, LJ? I think we might have saw you. Yeah, oh, I was courtside to every event um, because I have a ton of money and nothing but time. So, um, <laughs> so that's where I. For was. some reason, I think he's being facetious there, Dad. Yeah, um, he was Pinocchio. The old nose. He he'd be a bad uh, <laughs> fortune teller or whatever. Um. So. Pops, did you get you got to catch a little bit of All Star Weekend, right? I did, I did. Did you have? I, I I know a lot of people on. I think we'll probably have more to talk about the actual All Star Game, which was held on Sunday. But did you have any thoughts from? A lot of people were upset that Aaron Gordon once again. I was about to say, I feels I, like he got robbed on the dunk contest. I heard the uh, Chicago PD was investigating the dunk contest for robbery's sake. So. <laughs> Well, it might have been a Chicago end is being blamed for the reason he lost because I think Dwayne Wade might have been up to something at the scorer's table. Have you heard this the conspiracy theory? No. Oh, Dwayne. I haven't heard the conspiracy theory. So Aaron Gordon hit nothing but 50s for his first like six attempts. What? I think. But then when, when they got, yeah. It was amazing. When they got to the yes. second round, when they got to the second round, him and Derek Jones Jr. for Miami, sporting those awesome Miami Heat uniforms, uh, went back and forth and got 50, 50, 50. And then they went in the final one. They got, they gave Derrick Jones Jr. a 48, and supposedly the, the next dunk, uh, Aaron Gordon, who had no idea what to do because they've already used up all his dunks, he just pulled out Taco Fall, who, by the way, is seven foot five. if you <laughs> yeah. remember the NCAA tournament Big last year, and dunked over him. Over is kind of used loosely there. He kind of, it wasn't like a smooth jumped over him, but he, mm-hmm. he, he dunked over him, and he got a 47, one point shy of Derrick Jones Jr. So Derrick Jones Jr. wins the award. Wow. Despite Aaron Gordon averaging legitimately a 50 on every other dunk before <laughs> that because he got all wow. 50s. Um, he now actually, LJ, has the most 50-point dunks in dunk history. Wow. But has never won a He's dunk never contest. Won. That's incredible. Um, but the conspiracy is Common, who was one of the judges, told Ramona Shelburne of ESPN that they the judges knew the score that they gave Derrick Jones Jr. and it was supposed to give another forty eight to Aaron Gordon to give one more tiebreaker and go to a final dunk off because they didn't think they one of those uh, uh, competitors won off those two dunks. And then when they started releasing the votes, there was a ten ten, a nine from Scottie Pippen, a nine from Chadwick Boseman, and D Wade, who apparently some people believe was supposed to give a ten so it'd be a tie, gave a nine. D Wade also was playing for the Miami Heat just a year ago and is good friends with mm. all the Miami Heat players and was advocating for the guy he calls airplane mode, Derrick Jones Jr., all night. So mm. a lot of people think Derrick Jones or D. Wade kind of helped out his boy. Well, so that opens up something that I didn't know. Is that, is it common knowledge that they collude on the scores? Like that they like plan what score should be out there so they can That's a good question. What- because I'd never heard of that. I always assumed that you just, you rate it what you rate it, what you believe it deserves. But I don't know. I haven't watched really a dunk contest since they died in my eyes, which was when Dwight Howard didn't actually dunk the freaking football uh, basketball. So um, I haven't watched a dunk contest since then. I don't know if things have changed greatly. But I, I don't know. That is interesting. The, the dunks were really good. I, I thought I thought it was a good dunk contest. I thought the dunks were amazing. Well, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's I've heard it's back. Like I've heard that that the dunk contest is alive and well, and the creativity was on another level the other night. So 
Pops, what did you think? After all that, what did you think about that? Well, I think the problem with with, uh, Aaron Gordon is that the taco fall dunk was just not that great, kind of as you alluded to. Right. And there was – here's some that were better. Uh, The between the legs behind his head, Aaron Gordon dunk, was better. The chance the rapper, 180, was better. Awesome dunk. The the one-hand toss-up, 360 dunk, was better. And then Derek Jones – uh, Junior was absolutely no slouch, but so he ended up on the taco fail dunk, which just wasn't that good. And that's, I mean, I kind of see how it happened, but it is a shame. Aaron, Aaron Gordon was by far. Can we also those dunks he did were incredible. Yeah, they were. I want to really while we're while we have Taco Fall getting brought up a few times. Can we mention that there was a seven foot five guy with the audacity to wear striped pants, vertically striped <laughs> oh <my> pants? <laughs> that was interesting. Let's just say, yeah, um, it was. It was a lot of people. D Wade is defending himself, saying that there was no collusion or no uh, no him collusion. Up his no collusion. Team. I'm no, not a correct. No, him, him not setting up his former or setting up the win for his former teammate. It is funny though. There's a picture taken, a snapshot where they are giving out where you see the ten ten nine 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 nine. So it's forty seven and. It looks like the two tens are both look like Common and Candace Parker looking at each other like, wait, what? How did we get 47? And Pippen and Bozeman look like they look like they're annoyed. They're like, oh my God, Damn who it, screwed this Damn it, up? Dwayne. And D Wade's just like, huh? <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> so it was it was fun. It was interesting. My biggest thought is why why do we not have dunk? I think we talked about this last year. Why do we not have dunkers judging the dunk contest? We need Great Dominique Wilkins, Julius Irving, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter. Like we need dunkers judging this. Not Chadwick. Oh, I like Chadwick most, but I like but, Common. Why are they judging the dunk contest? Yeah. At least Candace Parker, she has dunk, so she's okay to be out there. But that's not. <laughs> it's like having me judge the dunk contest or yeah. having. Pops and you judge the Academy Awards. Like, sure, we have an opinion, but should we be the ones deciding who wins and loses? Fair mm, dinkum. Probably that's, not. That's fair enough. Well, if I would have been judging it, Aaron Gordon would have won it. I don't know. I'd have figured yeah. out something. I so would we'd have got colluded. it right. Yeah. We would have colluded to get it right, Pops. Yeah. He was – I mean, Derek Jones was no slouch, but Aaron Gordon was the – you know what stinks in here because he was the you-know-what. <laughs> <laughs> so – Moving on to Sunday night. Sunday night we had the All Star Game, and a lot's been talked about. And it's in all in many All Star games, not just the NBA, but the lack of defense and the lack of uh, fun. It just the lack of really good, compelling TV when it comes to All Star games in sports, whether it's the Pro Bowl or NBA All Star Game. Sometimes even Major League Baseball. And this year they did a little switch up to the format of the NBA All Star Game. And pops, I'm hearing you were a fan. Is that well, correct? I was a fan to how it played out. The first three quarters were, let's just say, the fourth quarter was as intense as just about any game I've seen. It was a very intense game, kept you on the edge of your seat. So I was, I was. LJ, a fan. did you want to take a step back real quick? Well, or? I just wanted to say that I've I've not seen the game. Um, I didn't see any highlights or anything, but I did see the rules written out in Twitter. And I just know Uncle Tony read those and just lost it based on the way that he reacted to the XFL rules. Um, <laughs> he would have called that well, blackjack fu- too. So <laughs> it's funny the way that when I first read the rules, like on a sheet of paper, you know, or like an ESPN article, whatever it was, I thought this is they're getting way too fancy, and what the hell are they doing? And then yeah. as it played out, I was like, actually, 
Let me backtrack. These are interesting. So because well, it was for anyone four who doesn't games, know right? They basically played four. The games way they in a did row. it was well, the way they did it was each quarter the score started at zero for the first three quarters, and the winner of that quarter there was Team LeBron and Team Giannis, and both teams had a charity that was they selected, and so if they were the winner of that quarter, pops was it a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, hundred thousand dollars per quarter to the to the uh, charity of the winning team's choice. So if Team LeBron wins team quarter one, then they obviously their charity gets it, and then so they won, and then quarter two starts back to zero to zero, and then whoever wins quarter two, their charity wins, and then for the fourth quarter, they still know the the total scores from each team. They take the total scores from both teams, and whoever was winning, they add twenty four to it for Kobe Bryant, and that now is the final score. There's not a time limit over the fourth quarter. It's just whoever reaches 155 ended up being the winning score. So it's almost similar to a pickup game where you go. Was it 157? Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. So it's similar to a pickup game where you just go to 11. You don't have, and the reason, the thought process behind this was you don't get a lot of fouling. You don't get guys just BSing until the final two minutes because you're just trying to reach that score. Yeah. You're not playing the clock at all. And LG, Pops is right. I mean, it was in a very compelling fourth quarter. Like guys were taking charges in an All Star game. I don't know if I've ever seen that. <laughs> guys were like, when they get called for a tic tac foul, they were like complaining to the ref because I mean, people wanted to win. And the guys and I, part of it I think had to do with the new rule change, and another part of it had to do with, and this was throughout the whole weekend, especially on Sunday. A big you could feel Kobe Bryant's presence. Sure. Uh, there was a lot of different tributes and really cool stuff. Yeah. And I think some of the players played really hard because kind of in honor of Kobe, because Kobe has been said multiple times recently about the All-Star game that he thinks people should be more competitive and it's supposed to be the best pickup game ever. And why are guys not taking it seriously? So I think some of it was people wanting to play hard for Kobe. But the new rules I thought were interesting. And did you know I was telling Pops this? And actually there's a there's a name for the way they they what they call the fourth quarter, the Elam ending. Did you know this, LJ? Uh, I know the name Elam, but no, I did not know this. <laughs> I, would, well, I knew not, he would know the name Elam. I knew that. It's not about Jason uh, Jason Elam, the kicker. I don't care. <laughs> it's about a University of Dayton grad, Nick Elam, who's now a college professor. And back in 2007, he was so sick of watching college basketball games where they foul like crazy at the end of the game and it yeah. just takes forever to end the game. And he's like, how can we invent something where – the drama is still there of the fourth quarter, but it's not just a foul and, and just a, a long, drawn-out fourth quarter. So he created what he called the Elam ending, named after himself, where you take a final score and you just add a number to it, and then you go to that number. So then you don't have – you're not playing against the clock anymore. You're just trying to get to a final so score. So it has nothing to do with hitting a 63-yarder on Monday Night Football? Nothing at all okay. to do with all that right, cool. or Mile High Stadium or the Denver Broncos, <laughs> any of that. All right. Well, well, and did you did you notice, Kevin, that they there was no commercial interruptions either? They played when yeah. they started oh. the fourth quarter. It was straight through until somebody reached one fifty seven. Wow, um, it was interesting. And, Can and, I ask? Was there a was there like because you play you play pickup games? You play street ball. You have to win by two. Was there something like that or no? It was just know? get to the score. Hmm. So but that's a great that, question that, because I was wondering that because you know, we always play probably. 24 win by two or yeah. something like that. 11 win by two. Yeah, a lot of people do win by two. Yeah. That's always a question once you get to like, if it's eight to seven, it's like, wait a minute, or we win by two? <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the deal here? until the game's close to ask that question. <laughs> yeah. When it's a blow, um, nobody cares, but. <laughs> Pops, to, a question for you, and there's a little, for the most part, everyone I've talked to and everything I've seen all over the internet, people are pretty happy with the way the All-Star game played out. 
much like me and you were. But there was a little annoyance or people upset that it ended on a free throw. It ended LJ with uh, the team LeBron was one point away from 157 and Anthony Davis got fouled. Legit foul. But he went to the free throw line. Missed the first. And so it ended with him making it. He missed the first one, made the second one, and they won off that. Did you see, Pops, that Anthony Davis later said that he missed the first one on purpose to add to the climax of the final shot? Bull crap. (laughs) I agree. But that's exactly what I would have said if that would have been. It hit the back of the rim. He was trying to make it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can say that after you made the second one. Yeah, that's fine. That's all fine and dandy. But so, Pops, I've heard some people say. The game, the new, the new rule. Everything's great, but add one more rule to where the game can't end on a free throw. Do you like that or no? Like you, I think the only thing I might would change is like well, and so if it's if you're doing two buckets per score, it'd be win by four. You know, so when we used to do win by two, it was Fair. because it was we would do point, game, point yeah. per bucket. Yeah, but so I could see how it might be interesting. It can end on a free throw or whatever, but you got to win by four or something like that. But well, the point of the Elam ending is to where it doesn't have a long, drawn-out ending. You know the ending is true. when they reach that's 157. I, so. It, so I'm okay, I guess, bottom line, I'm okay with it when being one on a free throw. I am well, and, the argument I had, don't foul ahead, when Elf. they're down a point, right? Like Or when they're a point away from winning. Don't foul. Like, you got to play good defense. You got to play strong defense. That's the end of the game. Well, what ended up happening, and so it, I think it goes to your point, what ended up happening, LJ, was it was Anthony Davis getting switched with uh, Kyle Lowry guarding him, a point guard. And Kyle Lowry was like, I'm not stopping Anthony Davis. <laughs> So he fouled, fouled, and like you said, well, you're going to pay the consequences. If you foul, he has a chance to go. Well, I guess you got to play the percentage game. You got to say, I've got a 10% chance of stopping him, and he's got a 20% chance of missing the the free throws. So. Yeah, I'm gonna make yeah. him shoot. So I that and if you know he's gonna miss the first one on purpose, that's maybe he <laughs> yeah, going to about. A friend of the pod, Jared was talk. Jared Owens was talking. We were talking oh, about this earlier, and he was and he was saying that you shouldn't fa- or you should just make it to where the game can on free throw. So if you foul at the end, they just take almost like how we would take it out of top if you're playing a pickup game. They just take an inbound play from the sideline. Uh, the only issue with that would be if I'm on the opposing team. I'm fouling I'm every fouling time every they time. get a half decent look. I'm just gonna foul because they can't go to the line. You tackle them. Yeah. And his and his and his uh, re- response to that was, then if you foul in the final minute, then you're ejected from the game. I I get where he's going, but that's gonna that's gonna get real tough when he's got LeBron idea, James or Kawhi Leonard fouls at the end on just a tic tac. The guys yeah. are both going up, and he called a foul, and now all of a sudden LeBron's out for the final. 20 seconds or right. not 20 seconds, but the final possession of the game, right? Because he fouled. I think you're right. I think you just don't foul. You just can't, if you don't want him to go to the free throw line, end of the free throw line, don't foul. Well, in a game with no clock and a set score to attain, is is a different game, and that's a pickup yeah. game. And that, I mean, I think you you alluded to earlier, Kobe Bryant said it was the best pickup game ever, and, and it kind of is. So, I liked it. I really liked it, and I would like to see. I don't know if you could do that in real NBA, but that would be kind of interesting. It was uh, it was interesting to say yeah. the least, and the game was compelling to say the at least. the end. Uh, speaking of, you mentioned Kobe. There was some really cool – I did want to mention some really cool tributes they did to Kobe, like we said, throughout the whole weekend. But right at the beginning of the game, before the game on Sunday, Common did this really cool tribute to Chicago and Kobe Bryant. And it was – Really cool, well done. We'll put it in the show notes. I, if you didn't see it, it was really neat. And then uh, Jennifer Hudson did a tribute to Kobe, a song she sang, like a six-minute song. My God, she can sing. It was yeah. really, really good. 
But the other thing you said right there, it was like a six-minute song. It seemed like it, it was went a long on song. forever. And hey, Jennifer thing. Hudson just, can do whatever the hell she wants in Chicago. Hey, <laughs> no, no kidding. I love me some Jennifer Hudson. I love her. <laughs> And and Cobbins, you know, fine, but it just that went on for a long time. It did, it did. But I thought it was good. It, but it did. The both were about six minutes long. They were both longer deals. Oh, one uh, resident Chicagoan that I thought did not have a great showing. Once again, the national anthem had an odd day at the NBA All Star Game. Shaka Khan was doing the national anthem. Oh my God! I, yes, I'm not sure how I felt about it. It was odd. Oh man, I wish I had watched it before this. Now, yeah, that's my yeah, kind of topic. <laughs> Did you watch it? Well, I, I I did. I, I was on TV, and I you know I didn't realize who that was singing. And I'm I'm a Chaka Khan fan. I mean, that's yeah. back in my day, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> but it was kind of like common. It was just he was going on and on. It was just you would hear droning. It just I remember Tammy going, "Oh my God, have they not a, have they not introduced everybody yet?" And then it was like, "Oh my God, is Jay Hud still singing?" You know, it just <laughs> it just it just was really everything was elongated. It was. All in all, I thought NBA All-Star Weekend, they had a solid weekend. I thought the dunk contest was fun. Can you tell me, I thought the was, game was the Shaka Khan uh, National Anthem long, or what was, the, what was the complaint? Can you be specific? Uh, to, I just want to me, know. To me, some of the notes she hit, it just sounded odd. Like, it was a weird, it was it, not Fergie. It wasn't Fergie, the other, like, when all the players were making weird faces while she was singing the National Anthem. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. If I would have heard, if I would have heard a beforehand she ran through that, and I'd have heard that as a test. I'd have been like, "Hey, um, I don't know if that's a great idea." <laughs> hey, friend of friend, we should think about uh, that. Think about that one. <laughs> You're Shaka Khan, and I'm nobody, but hey, I got a suggestion. It was just too much. Yeah, she just stretched some notes out like crazy. I think Kevin made the best description. Be like, "Hey, won't you try that a different way?" <laughs> I just, I'm gonna listen to it, and I hope I don't come on next week saying it was the best thing I've ever heard because, well, <laughs> hey, it. It was no Destiny's Child, I'll tell you that. Well, sure, for sure, sure, sure. Heard. Yeah, but I think just every year for the All Star Game, we're gonna have to put Destiny's, Destiny's Child. Child. <laughs> it's uh, gonna be at the show notes. In there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna write that down. We're putting Destiny Child in the show notes. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to the story that just won't die, which is Rob Banford against the world and commissioners against the world <laughs> in baseball, uh, I want to tell you about our friends who. Don't get any bad press, and that's our boys over at MyBookie. They are the premier spot to do any gambling online. And just because football season has ended doesn't mean you need to quit gambling. College season, guys, we are a month away from Selection Sunday. College oh, basketball shit. season is getting it's getting about that time. The NBA will gear up for the second half of their season after getting done with the All-Star break. So it's a great time to jump in on some gambling when it comes to basketball. And, of course, the XFL is still going on, so you can still gamble on some some football. And if you're going to do it anywhere, you got to do it over at MyBookie. They have the best odds, best lines, parlays for everything, different, different prop bets you can try, all kinds of stuff. And if you're not even into sports, you can hit up some bachelor prop bets they have going on over there. They have it all over at MyBookie. And right now, they want to give out our listeners – a special little incentive to head over there. If you put in the promo code chair, when you head over to my bookie, they will double your first deposit. So give you a little two. extra cash to play with. They will double. That's dose. Two times. Two and two. Two, two and two. <laughs> in any right. language. They will double your that's first deposit. Two dose. And let two? you play with a little extra cash. All you got to do is head over to mybookie.ag and put in the promo code chair, C-H-A-I-R, and they will double your first deposit. They want the JPP listeners to get in on some of this winning. My bookie is the place to bet. You play, you win, you get 
paid. Bro, before we move on to the next segment, you brought up something that I ha- I have to bring up. So we were talking okay. about punting in the XFL. What happened last week? You sent me a tweet. Do you remember? Oh my gosh, yes. Where Marquette King had a perfect, perfect punt. That was the died on the one-yard line. Punt. Yeah, died, died on, on the, the one-yard one. line. And with all the XFL <laughs> rules, like you have to have a perfect punt. And what did he do? He had a perfect punt. Punt. And then the jackass running down <laughs> yeah. there on his team just dives on it. And yeah. The ball's that's dead. One the player ball that's is not making it to dead. the NFL. <laughs> well, now, it looked like it hit that other player, didn't it? Isn't that what the deal was? I, I saw it. It was dead, and they could have just downed it. And that dude ran in there like a bull in a china shop <laughs> and just dove on it. And He's went like to the Leon Lett. You remember Leon Lett? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's two videos for the show notes right there. Marquette King and Leon Lett. And Leon Lett. It was Lett. just ridiculous. And I said, and uh, it was great because I think I sent this to LJ the night after we got done recording because that's when I saw it. And it was as LJ asked, how did my boy Marquette King do? And I was like, well, he did great except for his teammates, a jackass. <laughs> and the best part about it, Pat McAfee was calling the game as a sideline reporter, and he lost a former punter. Pat McAfee lost yeah. his shit. Yeah, good shit. It good was shit. Fun. I'm actually watching the video as we speak, live play by play. Pops, it's dead. The other player doesn't touch. God, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so hard. The to ball watch. is rolling. The ball's rolling back towards him, and if he just like watches it, he's fine. If he just then jumps he just over it. on it. <laughs> he jumps over it, but still has a way. He still touches it, of course. And now yeah. it's an end zone and it's a touchback. And a touchback in the XFL, as we all know, comes out bad. even further than just the 20. So, yeah. just bad. Uh. Bad. <laughs> that right there, that punt sequence was like a week without the JPP punt episode. <laughs> just bad. <laughs> um, so, I'm gathering, and this is going on to another sport. The other big, the story that will not die is the Houston Astros and uh. the sign-stealing gate that is in the MLB. And I don't know. If all commissioners are just bad at their job, or if it's just really hard to be a commissioner, maybe it's just really hard to be a commissioner. That's true. Not too long ago, people were upset with Adam Silver. Yeah. Obviously, people have been upset with Roger Goodell for a while. And the latest to be on the chopping block is MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred, who recently defended his lack of punishment for the Astros players in a big, long sit down interview with ESPN's Carl Ravitch. Um, Pops, you've done a little. You've uh, done a little research. I know you've read or seen some of it. What was your initial thought on some of the Manfred stuff? That I'm really torn on it. It's it's hard to discipline the players, and I do think I saw a lot of articles that pointed to the fact that they are paying for it now because I think they are kind of roundly disrespected in the league. Who was the guy, Behringer? Cody, is it Cody? Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. called the Astros that week for their reaction, their commission week. He called Altuve, said he stole the MVP, and they stole the ring, and they embarrassed the game. He was Well, then, uh, what is it, Cora, the, the – Correa. Correa came out and yeah. was like Altuve. He's the Astros' uh, he was the second sh- baseman, I believe. Shortstop or second He's baseman. shortstop, right? Isn't, uh, isn't okay. Altuve second – Second base. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, right. so anyway, they they do a lot of things to turn a double place. But he was kind of taken up for his his boy. Like Altuve would tell them, "Don't you?" He he said Altuve told him, "Don't beat that trash can while I'm up there." And if you look, there is actual records that 
the trash can was banged far less on his at-bats than anybody else's. I mean, I think that's a fact, isn't it, Kevin? What it is fact. Well, that's, I know that. Okay, you it's saw a, it's that a too. Redditor, okay. A Redditor had found that and calculated it out. And that, the, the best thing about this, we mention it, is the amazing research done by fans. Oh, my God. On this. It's, it's actually insane and, and awesome. But, yes, to your point, Dad, Correa was saying that Altuve was one of the – he disliked the sign-stealing stuff. And, and, like, if they used it while he was at bat – he got mad when he came back to the dugout, which may or may not be true, but it did. there was at least factual evidence that they didn't hit it as often during his at-bat. Correa also continually said in that little interview to Ken Rosenthal about Bellinger that you should know the facts before commenting on things and then ended it with, you should, it said that, oh, he defended Altuve saying that they didn't want to rip off his jersey at that one point because his wife didn't like him being shirtless in public or something and that there was an unfinished tattoo on his collarbone that he didn't want to be seen in public because it was ugly. I don't know. That sounds fishy because there's also, of course, the internet is undefeated. They did research, and there's an Instagram post that was posted 82 days before that walk-off home run with him without a tattoo. Now, that being said, today, that being said, today, reporters said that Altuve walked into the clubhouse shirtless with a tattoo on his collarbone. So I don't know if he got a tattoo over the weekend, if no. he had a tattoo. I don't know. But that's what Correa's story was. And then he ended that little interview by looking right at the camera and said, to Cody Bellinger, if you don't know the facts, then you got to shut the blank up. So oh, he, he was Lord. very adamant. And many other players are now stepping out and talking. Uh, the Dodgers, Kenley Jansen, a pitcher, said this is worse than gambling. It's worse than steroids. At least in the steroid era, everyone had roids. These guys were the only ones cheating. Will Middlebrooks, who shout out to Texarkana, played at LE back in the day, said, let me get this straight. MLB will punish players who throw at Astros players for cheating, but refuse to punish players for the actual cheating. I think we got this bass backwards. And to follow up on that, LJ, if you hadn't seen, Manfred also stated in his big long interview that if you throw, he's he's making it very clear to all managers, if you throw at Astros players, right now because of this cheating stuff, then you will be suspended very harshly. And that this is putting players' uh, safety at risk by throwing at their throwing at them while they're in the batter's box. And that's got a lot of people upset because the players, as we know, the Astros players got granted immunity if they in, uh, spoke up on some of the investigation and they're not getting punished at all. Um, another Cubs, Chris Bryant, said if they didn't get caught, they'd still be doing it. They're only doing this apology because they got caught. There's a lot of feelings on it. I know everybody around the league is really upset, and rightfully so. This is a disgrace. And then probably the biggest one was the Dodgers' Josh Turner, who Manfred also told Carl Ravitch when they talked about, did you ever think about taking away the trophy from them and, and vacating that championship? And he said they did think about it, but there was no precedence of that precedent of that ever being done before and that they didn't want to do that, and that really, at the end of the day, it's just a me- it's just a piece of metal. Everyone knows what happened in 2017. And Josh Turner got very upset, saying that, uh, let's see, he responded with, quote, the only thing devaluing right now is the fact that it says commissioner on it. It's just unbelievable that he he's so out of touch of our game to have those kind of comments. Does he not know the work we put into this? He says all the time about how he wants to what what was it? Inspire the youth, but now you're essentially condoning these guys for cheating to the youth by not taking away that trophy. And everyone, it's interesting. The players are very outspoken about it. And something we talked about a little bit before the pod. Um, 
I don't know if this is all bad for baseball because I'm interested. I usually could give two shits about the first 80 games of baseball. <laughs> yeah, at a minimum, <laughs> the first 80. Who cares? But I'm actually really interested to see what happens when the dot when the when the Astros they're going to get booed like crazy. Players are going to have reaction. I think they're and you can already hear Correa getting defensive. People are going to keep talking shit, and they're going to keep doing it during games. And I can see guys talk. This is it's going to be interesting, pops. What did you think about that? I, I think you're really onto something there because I, you know, I'm like you about baseball, and I want to see how the Astros players are 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 uh, treated. And and quite frankly, I will say I'm kind of like with Manfred in that I don't think you can throw at the Astros players and stuff like that. And I know baseball's always kind of policed itself. Most most sports in a lot of ways do police themselves. Yeah. But uh, I just think that you can't throw at these Astros players, but they are they've got a lot of disrespect around the league. And yeah. and I, I that's got this a, is just the start. It, for it's it. just a start. And I, there's gonna be chance of cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, or whatever at these games. And I'm just telling you, that's that's gonna bother some of these guys. And it should. And it yeah. absolutely should. So they've got a little bit of a – I know they're not getting punished, but they're going to pay a price. And I want to well, see that how that Manfred's works out. Well, that was point, and I believe I might even have some of his quote here. But his point was that if you – okay, said, I think if you watch the player's face and watch what they're having to deal with, this how they're having to deal with this issue publicly, they're paying the price every single day. To say they're skipping down the road in the spring training happy, that's just a mischaracterization of where things are. And so he's saying, in a perfect world, punishment would have happened and discipline would have happened, but we ended up where we are in the pursuit of really trying to figure out exactly what happened in this uh, sign-stealing investigation. And his point, what he pointed out was that even if they would have punished the players, the players would have uh, had a grievance and they would have won because it turns out from his investigation, the GM got a memorandum from the league saying they need to quit the sign stealing, but that the GM never gave that, never communicated that to the players. So the players can say, we never got told to, to cut this shit out, which I mean, they should have known to cut it out, but so they, either <laughs> yeah. way they would have won the grievance. So the penalty this. wouldn't have held up is what Manfred's saying. I kind of think I understand Manfred's situation that he's in. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think he did the wrong thing. Um, I mean, it just kind of sucks, but what do you, you know, vacating the title. You've even talked about that, that, the Dodgers don't really want the title, do they? I mean, they don't want a asterisk title or anything. It's just what can you do but put shame on them? Like do it in Game of Thrones where they just walk around, you know, and go shame, 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 <laughs> shame. Make them walk naked. Like I'm shocked that meme hasn't be been made yet now. with like Altuve's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make Altuve with his little bad tat. And I better see that damn tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> LJ, what's what's been some of your thoughts on? I mean, th- th- this story that just keeps on going and what we've talked about at least today. Well, um, one of the things that I'm kind of interested to see. is is how these former Astros that have moved on and signed big contracts um, do moving forward. Like I'm looking at Marwin Gonzalez, who is the person that had the most trash can bangs per pitch. Um, and you can see, if you look at his stats, his like on base percentage skyrockets at a certain point and then stays there. And his slugging percentage skyrockets and then stays there. Um, and so then he gets uh, picked up by the twins and signed to a $21 million two year contract. 
what do his stats look like over the next couple of years? Like now that yeah, he's what he doesn't know when the changeup comes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's some serious stuff, even in this past world series, which supposedly there wasn't cheating and the, and the nationals end up winning, but just, and especially if you go back and look at 2017, the home and away splits for these guys. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like one guy was hitting 102 home runs away. And then in like seven games home, he hit like, 400 with eight home runs yeah. and like 12 RBI. It's interesting uh, to your point, LJ. And this is where a lot of players are bringing up. This didn't just affect the guys who got paid from the Astros. This affect guys who played against the Astros. And one guy, former major league pitcher, Mike Bolsinger has filed a civil lawsuit in Los Angeles against the Astros saying that unfair business practices, negligence and intentional interference with contractual and economic relations arising out of the sign stealing gate led to him getting cut because he had a game where he got banged up in like two innings. And then right after that, he got cut and now he's playing over in Japan. Wow. And he's having a successful career in Japan. And the talent's not as the same as it is in MLB maybe, but I, he might be kind of going a little on the deep end, but he has somewhat of a point. There is something to that, right? He's got a point. Yeah. I mean, he's asking for, let's see. He's asking for the Astros to forfeit the roughly $31 million in bonus th- bonuses they got in the 2017 World Series and for that money to go to children's charities. And then he's wanting to get some of his money for damages that he's gotten of not making an MLB roster anymore. Boy, you got to kind of like his idea because he's let's take that $31 million you got in player bonuses, right, for winning the World Series and give it up to charity. That's That's intriguing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's the only person that's going to go, you know, I got, I never got another chance after getting rocked against the Astros because the Astros were a, were and are a really good team. They rocked a lot of pitchers and a lot of guys probably got demoted down to triple A or something after just getting a one inning, getting shelled by the Strohs. I don't know. There's probably a lot of guys who, even if they're not final lawsuit, they feel the same way. And like you said, pops, there's going to be things said Underneath there, like you know, like you see where people pull the jersey up. There's going to be things there where players are talking shit to the other Astros, oh God, and yeah. these guys have egos. Uh-huh. They're going to say even if we, I mean, even if we didn't, we did do some stuff. We didn't cheat everything, and especially if if it's true that Altuve didn't cheat to the extent that the other guys did. If every single person he talks to says that his MVP is weak and not real, and there's an asterisk beside it, and that should have been Aaron Judge's. If I'm Altuve, I can't help but that piss me off. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off. And maybe they have a point. What probably pisses me off more is they have a point. They're not. Well, hey, so here's the thing. If you're Altuve and you're the Astros, you know what you need to do now? Go out there and kick ass. You kick ass. need you gotta to go kick win it. ass. You got to cheat names. a little bit better and not get caught this time so you can win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but if they win this time and there's no, you say, we find us cheating now or whatever. I mean, they need to go out and kick ass is what they need to do. And that's the only thing they can do to shut anybody up. I think that's it. Did you guys see, yeah. this is just, uh, this might, this is, did you guys see where uh, a pitcher uh, almost caught the Astros and they like uh, went into, they stopped cheating for like almost two whole games or something like that? Uh-uh, no. So I'm telling this from memory, so it might have a few wrong details, but they're going up against, I think it was the White Sox, and the pitcher's name I know was Danny Farquhar. And, uh, okay, I've heard some of this. So Danny Farquhar like, is throwing these pitches, and he, he doesn't, I don't think he heard the bangs. I don't think he recalled hearing the bangs, but he, like, he knew that there's no way they don't know his pitches. So then he, I think he started trying to throw them faster and make sure that by the time 
that someone on second could be signaling to the batter or something like that. The pitch is already in the air or something like that. And, uh, yeah. and they still were able to know what pitches were coming. Some like he could detect that they knew what pitches were coming. So he called the catcher up so they could change sim- uh, signals right then and there. And, uh, and so they changed signals and you, if you look at the stats on, I think it's like uh, sign stealing scandal.com, which is the one Kevin kind of mentioned about that fan who like compiled every single bang that he heard throughout the 2017 season or whatever. Um, you can see after they play the White Sox there, the number of bangs that you hear drops to almost zero for like two games straight. And uh, the the uh, rumor is right now that they were afraid they were about to get caught. So they stopped all processes, even though Farquhar wasn't like he didn't think they were necessarily cheating. He just could not figure out what was going on. And he almost scared them shitless out of cheating in baseball. So, damn, um, yeah, I think what's really uh, bothering people the most is when you go back and we've talked about some of this, but when you go back and hear some of the postgame interviews and and pressers that these Astros players had when people were accusing them of. It seems like they always they know our pitches or something. They're like, well, then don't tip your pitches. Don't tip your pitches. Yeah. And they were talking Cocky all ass. kinds of shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, they, it's one thing if you were just picking up on it, but it's another thing entirely if you're cheating. Yeah. And another thing, and I don't know if they'll ever do it, but some of these Astros, there's been rumor, we've talked about it, that the Astros weren't the only ones cheating. And if you keep talking shit to the Astros, I wonder if one of these guys go, hey, look, I know we got caught, but we weren't the only ones. Here's A, B, C, D, who was also doing yeah, it. Yeah, so if, and that would be if super Altuve says, "Okay, Mookie Betts, here you go." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. where it gets really interesting. Is that the Astros players like, you know what? Damn it! If we're about to get drugged through the mud, then they're getting drugged through the mud <laughs> with us. I think the Astros were the only ones brazen enough to do it as much as they did, and that's why they're getting caught. But I don't. It's interesting. I I tell you what I. It's not good for baseball in the way that it kind of ruined the integrity of some of these championships. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jared Jones has once said, "Any publicity is good publicity." And right now, baseball is getting all that we're talking. I guarantee you we weren't talking about the baseball season this much last February. Oh, I guarantee yeah. it. Right. I don't Damn know that we've right. talked about the baseball season this much. Period. Ever. So. Yeah, ever. <laughs> in the past, like three weeks, our total has like yeah been been completely surpassed. Um, and honestly, I'm a little interested in it yeah. this year. So. For better, for worse. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I uh, did see uh, the record for hit by pitches is the, I think it was the 1898 Baltimore Orioles with 148 players hit by pitches. Um, and so we're going to see if uh, if that record's breakable, I think, this year. So suspensions be damned. Yeah. <laughs> suspensions be damned. Um, yeah, well, I, they're, they're, the communication between the Astros... Uh, People watching the video and their batters may have, may die down this year. But did you guys hear about? And I just now remembered this. I didn't even put this in the uh, rundown for things we might discuss. Did y'all hear about the communication that us Earthlings may be getting with people from outer space? No, bring yes it. Not so. There's this Canadian telescope, and I, this isn't off my notes. I did read a lot about this, but this is kind of like LJ was going off memory. This is kind of going off what I remember reading. But to net, can, Canada. Uh, like a NASA or maybe it's just astronomers in Canada. I don't know what it was, but they have a telescope that is specifically designed to pick up these, these fast sounds, these radio sounds that come from outer space. And usually they pick them up, but it's like random. You know, you pick one up here, you pick one up there, whatever. There's one they picked up like in 2017 and it happens for four days. 
And then it happens again every 16 days on an exact cycle. So it's like someone is purposely hitting this exact communication every 16 days. And they don't know what it is because it's the first time they've ever heard anything on a cycle like this, but it did it straight for two years. Huh. And a lot of astronomers believe that something or someone specifically trying to communicate with us to keep doing it like that every 16 days. I, you know me. That's I'm super intrigued by yeah. this. Oh, I think me that's too. Really interesting. So, uh, my first reaction, my first reaction is uh, skeptical because they're rarely actually anything. But um, and so, like, I think, like, you know, it could be some like automatic process that is, you know, something out there is like I, I can't even think of what it could be. But the other part of me thinks. That like if you believe that alien life is inevitable, like it, it just based on the statistics of our universe, if I I feel like it's impossible that there's no such thing as intelligent life outside of us. Um, yeah. Then at some point there will be the first day we hear from aliens. I like it has to exist at some point. So why can't it be two years ago? You know why can't that be the case? So I don't know. I'm intrigued. That's wow. That's exciting. So. It's the astronomers using the the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment, otherwise known as CHIME, and it finds fast radio bursts, otherwise known as FRBs. That's what these little beams of radio waves, and actually there's like an example you can pull up online where it looks like flashing lights, kind of, but you have to have this telescope to find it, and they really don't know what it is. I saw, let's see if I can find this quote. We conclude that this is the first detected periodically or periodicity of any kind of FRB source, the astronomers wrote in their study. And they don't know if this is from another life source outside of space, but they've just never had anything on a cycle like this. Usually it's just like we said earlier, random. Like, here's one, there's one, there's random one. But they've never had the exact same thing happen over and over again and did it for almost two full years. I, I mean, has it quit? Has it quit doing it now or? You you say it's a good question. Well, you say it's been doing it for two years, kind of like maybe it it's discontinued. Well, so if it was 2017, then if two years would be to 2019, so that would imply if it was like two and a half years, then it would be still going. If it was two years, then I would argue that that probably implies that it's done. Huh. I don't well, know. I'm so the interesting yeah. the interesting thing about that though is like if it's an alien right sending us messages for it to happen with that regularity then they have to be doing it on our schedule, right? Like they're not doing it based on their schedule because they go around the sun at a different pace. They have different day periods. They have different week periods. They have different year periods. So they'd have to be looking at our calendar and shooting specifically at it. It's not like, because I've always kind of expected if we're going to hear from aliens, it'd be some sort of like shotgun spray like we do, where we send out messages to the universe and just hope something picks it up and sends something back. Um, But this would be like a specific message particularly tailored for us. And if we can't understand it, then they're not, I, I don't know. That's really interesting. It's just, it, yeah, it's just weird. And I, we've talked about different, you know, space and alien stuff before. So I, when I remember when I saw this, I, I think I saw it sometime last week and it was probably after we got done recording last week's episode. And I thought, wow, yeah. this should have been on the podcast. And then it just kind of, I've thought about it just now. And I, I knew you guys would be fascinated by uh, it. I am fascinated. Well, I, I want to ask something by what you just said, LJ. Uh, you're implying, and obviously it's true, that a day on a different planet than Earth is a different time period. I, I'm with yeah. you there. But couldn't some alien being have their own time 
that somehow equates to our 16 days, you know, because it's not two weeks. Right. I was kind of thinking you, I was kind of, it's not on any relative to us, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's definitely possible, but I would say it's unlikely, right. That, that their, that their schedule, you know, it's like, um, it'd be like if your and my, uh, uh, commute is like mathematically exactly similar. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely possible that like your commute is 15 minutes and mine's an hour, but it's more likely that yours is 15 minutes and mine's 57 minutes. So it would end up not lining up very quickly. You know what I mean? But it seems like it's to an arbitrary 16 days. It's a 16 day pattern. It sends out bursts for four days followed by a 12 day pause and then it starts up again. Mm. So it's every 12 days, but it's a 16-day pattern. I just wanted to clarify why I had it pulled up. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. And, and I just think like that's definitely... I'm kind of with Pops, though. Couldn't their, couldn't their day be... Maybe maybe one day for them be. is 12 days. You know, maybe that's one day. Yeah, but so they're to, doing it every day. They're doing it for like for an, an hour. For it to line up so close that it like still is on that pattern after two whole years of this seems unlikely that they'd be on that mathematically similar of a number. Does that make sense? Like that their number, so their day is like, so we could imagine our day is 24 hours, right? So then their day, we could say is four, four of those, which would be what? That'd be uh, 106 or something like that. Or no, 96, 96 hours um, is one day for them. Wouldn't it be more likely that there's, I mean, why wouldn't it be 95 or 97? Like it's more likely that there's doesn't line up in such a perfect way that that period could keep repeating for, two whole years and not deviate from that. Does that make sense? Does that make sense what I'm trying to imply? Well, it does. I'm just saying if they're doing it on their day and their their planet rotation thing, that could align up to 12 hours for us. So it's certainly, it's certainly possible. It just feels like unlikely. You know what I mean? Like it just feels uh, improbable in the scheme of things. And so that just to me would lead me to believe that it is a message directly tailored to us and something improbable happened. Um, like it would make more sense to me if it was like, and maybe since I'm not reading the article, maybe the, the pattern is like four days and 17 hours versus 12 days and whatever four times 17 is or whatever, you know? And, um, uh, and, and we're just like bringing it down to make a quick news read. yeah. Yeah. Um, and if that's the case, then yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It doesn't have to be tailored for us. I don't know. I'm just, Oh, I'm interested. I got to read this article. I'm I'm going to look it up. Where can I find this article, Kevin? You can actually find this article on the jpbpod.com on our show notes. And then jpbpod.com. And then I go to this episode and there's going to be like a You'll button. go to full episodes and you'll click this episode. You'll see the name of it. I don't know what a good name it. Well, you haven't found it yet. yet. You'll know. You downloaded found this. That. You'll know what it's called. But you'll, you'll know. You click the name and there will be our show notes where, of course, since it is All-Star Weekend, you'll see Destiny's Child. Of you'll course. You'll get to see Common. You'll see Jennifer Hudson. And you'll get to indulge in this mystery that is coming from outer space. Wow. That's interesting. Thanks for bringing that up, bro. I'm all over it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Do any of you guys, do, do y'all watch America's Got Talent? No. Do not. Okay, I used like, to a lot. Not. I have, I have, but I do not. Okay, I. you know what? I, I kind of like it. I mean, I kind of like Howie <laughs> and even old Simon, you know, and I enjoy their Heidi Klum. Simon was stuff. the American Idol, right? Uh, I don't know. I I Simon was American Idol. Wasn't Simon uh, American Idol? Simon Cowell like made American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh, like right, created right, right. and was the force behind that show. Yeah. And so uh, now he's AGT? Now he's... Yeah, yeah, he's AGT now. Okay. 
Well, so here's here's my thing. So they've got all these different acts, right? And I actually enjoy watching the acts. I'll tell you a few that I like here in a little bit. And Angelina Jordan was one we talked about in yeah. a past podcast. She's saying uh, Bohemian Rhapsody uh, amazingly. God, but, the show notes so are there's, so good. So there is this this girl that that this three guys Sandow, Sandow Trio Russian Bar. What it is, okay, is two men on each side, and they've got essentially a balance beam running between them, but it's a, a flexible uh, beam. And okay. so this lady will get on it and walk and she'll do somersaults and she'll twist and then she'll jump and flip and land on the little beam and all that stuff. And it's fantastic. That's some like Cirque du Soleil stuff. Yes. Here's cool. my beef about it though. Okay. To I guess to raise the level on it, they get like 16 penny nails and drive them through a piece of plywood so the points are up. Right? So if she falls off this beam, she's immediately impaled and (laughs) dies. Right? Okay. So here's my point. And then if that's not enough, then she sets the plywood on fire. So not only is she going to, if she falls, she's going to impale herself. And I'm going to see death right here on America's Got Talent. She's also going to be burned and seared. Oh, God. Okay. I can appreciate the talent. I don't need the death-defying part <laughs> at all. I don't need right. it. I don't. I didn't even watch. I couldn't. You don't think that adds up to no, it? that makes it, doesn't it better because I couldn't watch. I couldn't Does the watch show air live? Like, is it live? I, I doubt it. I so. doubt it's live. So then you also no, the other thing is stuff. you also know. Like, spoiler alert: she makes it, or they're not going to show it on. They're not going to show her die. They're not going to show this woman die <laughs> on live television. Well, it's just, it kind of reminds me, they had an act where, you know, the guy threw knives at like a woman that's on one of those wooden pedestals and turns around. Then he puts a blindfold. Oh, did I mention the girl puts a blindfold on and does this (laughs) with a bed of burning nails? Okay. The guy that throws the knife at the girl that's turning on the wooden platform deal, he puts a blindfold on. Yeah. You know, just put a circle and let him throw a knife in a circle. I don't have to see him barely miss a, right. a young woman. In right. You don't need. I just don't. You don't need the possibility of one of those knives going straight through this woman's no, like. I no, I don't. I don't need it, and I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I like the talent. I don't need the death-defying part of it. Okay, it's just how I feel. Uh, speaking, I so I don't watch America's Got Talent, but I saw at work someone uh, showed me a performance, and I wondered if you had seen this because I forgot about it until just now. Did you see the guy? That did the duet by himself, Pops? Yes. Uh, he did a, LJ, he did a duet where he was play, singing the parts of both Celine Dion and uh, Andrea Bocelli. And it was interesting. This guy's name was Marcelito Pomoy. And he left the judges speechless. And I thought it was, I've never heard a guy do that before, Pops. That was, it blew my I'm mind. Intrigued. I'm intrigued. It 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 I, the acts are incredible. The one I kind of like uh, too. Did you see Silhouette? Which do you know what I'm talking about? The group Silhouette. Well, what's like shadow puppetry? Yes, stuff. it I is. I love that stuff. I've done shows I, where we've done that. It's so cool. It's so fun to it create is too. So cool, and the way they create it, you know, they use the human body to make a house and a chair where someone sits, and yeah, it is amazing what they can do with with the silhouette uh, and all. So I'm intrigued with the acts and of course they play up the the uh, human interest part of it where you know auntie dean is you know 
probably going to die sure. soon, but she's just right. trying to live to see little Trudy sing on America's Got Talent. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, they probably both hate each other. Who knows? But, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's all this stuff, which, you know, they bend it around to make it all. I'm just thinking of like a compelling TV. Andy yeah. Bernard putting on the old man outfit because he's frustrated that veterans are getting all the screen time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime we can get an office reference in, it's always good. So one thing I'll say, Dad, to your like, uh, you don't want to watch it. I don't know. I don't know the people that run America's Got Talent, but I'll say that I've never worked on a production where anybody will do something that is actually unsafe in front of an audience. You can do unsafe things when you're rehearsing, but if it is, if there's even a, a two percent chance of something even as bad as a sprained ankle happening, you don't do it in front of an audience. Um, so. I I would bet that there's a good chance that there's some sort of safety in place. Maybe I I can't even imagine what it would be if you've got a burning bed of nails underneath you. (laughs) But but there's gotta be something that, that makes them confident beyond a reasonable doubt um, that, that nothing bad can happen. Um, You know, I, I, I I think you're right. And I've thought about that, but I mean, mistakes are inevitable. They are absolutely going to happen. So Someday a guy's going to throw a knife through the abdomen of of a girl. Well, and you know what? Chances are that's happened somewhere in some shitty club in some downtown grimy uh, magician bar or something like that. Like that's probably happened before and that's sad and terrible. Um, but I will bring up uh, for the show notes sake, uh, there's this pen and Teller bit where they uh, show you how not dangerous their tricks are as they do them. Um, I'll, I've, I've seen some it of that. I, yeah, I've seen some of that, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. It is really cool where they, like, they'll do all these tricks that look unbelievably gruesome, and then they'll show you exactly why it's, like, totally safe. And then they inevitably end with something that looks like they messed up and someone died or whatever. Um, but it's, yeah. I, because, of course. Kind of a show business rule that, like, you're not supposed to ever actually risk anything in front of an audience. So, um, you know, hopefully they're following that rule and hopefully nobody ever dies on the stage of America's got talent, but, uh, so what you're, you're saying, it's probably like a magic trick. I, I can't tell it obviously, but there are something in place that that lady's not going to fall on that bed of burning yeah. nails. Well, and, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to levy, uh, uh, too many accusations, uh, at a million dollar corporation, but I have seen a lot of things that imply that America's Got Talent has got some Photoshop and some some visual effects going on to to really upsell some of their acts. I'm not okay. saying that's what's happening, but I know it's happened with a couple of their magicians. Conspiracy L. Whoa. Yet. I can I'll I'll find a video where one of their magicians that they've had on there, they like totally uh edited the footage of them doing a magic trick to make it look better than it actually was. So um so maybe there's something like that going on. Um, I, I would still say appreciate the talent, even if it is photoshopped, like, or not photoshopped, you don't photoshop a, a live act, but, um, even if they are faking the bed of nails, that doing a little mean, edit magic. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't think that that doesn't mean that the person doing the act doesn't have unbelievable talent, like recognize talent when it happens. But I agree with yeah. that. Like you don't need the bed of nails to make that dramatic. Like if they fall on the floor, they lose America's got talent. That's a pretty big consequence, you know? So whatever. <laughs> I mean, I could see meat falling and straddling that bar, and I'd be like, just take me to the hospital right now. I'd be, it'd be bad. You'd have the stretcher on standby. No, dude, I don't need a bed of nails just yet, but get the stretcher. I might need it. You never know. God. 
Alright, well, I think that will about wrap us up for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. Of course, as LJ has mentioned, the the show notes this week are just going to be full of gems. Yeah, so make dude. sure you're checking out jppod.com and go over to full episodes. Click on any episode you want. This one for these show notes, but we put show notes for all the episodes. Click on it, check it out, just peruse through. There's always some goodies in there. And then if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter and wherever else. And make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods. So you make sure you're always update when a new one drops. Because what is a week without the JPP pod in your life? It's a bad Not a good week. It's not a good one. That's what it is. (laughs) It's like having no talk on Tuesday. I mean, what are you doing? It's like a plan that can't be changed. You know what that is? It's a bad (laughs) plan. plan. Can I put you on blast oh, for a second? You can. All right. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you said that anybody who reviewed us and asked a question would get their question answered on air. Have you checked yep. the reviews? Look, I, we're still waiting for that episode to air. We have. We're not. We're not to that episode. I'm letting them pile up a little. Bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. I was just wondering. So clearly, you're checking them and you're like saving them. I haven't checked them. I damn sure haven't checked them. Yeah. So yeah I just so want to be clear. It's I'm not fair. To... It's a, it's a fair call out and. Uh, like Anthony Davis purposely missed the first one, I'm going to go with, I've been checking all of them. Yeah, we just want to have, we want to have enough for an episode. We don't want to just do it for, right, for right, the, right. for I the 200 to be a whole segment. I questions. We want a good thousand. I want it to be a segment. I'm building something out here. So, just, <laughs> <laughs> so make sure if you haven't already, go leave us a review. And if you leave us a review with a question or just a statement, it very well could be said on air and have it spark the next conversation of the host of the Just Press Play podcast. So. All right. There is that. All right. That'll do it for another week, guys. I will see you again next week. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. Peace.